Hello and welcome to Money Purpose Live. Money Purpose is a series of interviews with over 20 experts that have mastered tools and strategies which led them to their financial success. What wealth creators, fire experts, money coaches have done differently to have the right money mindset and create more money during COVID-19. In this series, you will gain the most relevant insights and strategies to help you pivot or thrive through current challenging times. The Money Purpose series was created by Blossom Media Studio to empower you to take control of your finances. Now let's get right into it. Today we have guest Sean Hillard, a certified financial planner and money coach. He spent several years working for two large investment and insurance companies, and he now realizes the importance of educating himself and others on day-to-day personal finances. Sean started his own coaching practice where he has the goal of helping you reach your financial dreams and to help you change your family tree. Now let's get together and welcome Sean to this episode. Welcome, welcome to Money Purpose Series and thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to join. Thank you. It's such a pleasure that um, I was able to connect with you and learn more about your background and a lot of accomplishment in financials um, sphere that you have done. And for people that are watching right now that don't know Sean, um, we have connected through Instagram once I start following uh, FIRE movement, which stands for financial independence and retire early. And also I get involved in debt-free community and that's where Sean's name popped up because he is a big advocate for living a debt-free life. He's also a financial coach and he's also a certified financial advisor. Is that Right, correct? certified financial planner, yep. Yeah, so he helped people all across the United States to just be in terms with their finances and really learn how they can live debt-free, still buy the house and be eventually financially independent. So yeah. I'm super excited to have you on this um, series and cannot wait for all the wisdom that you will have to share with us. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so walk us a little bit back on the background and history of how you get to the where you at and get to the financial literacy journey yeah sure so um, I'll try to keep it brief but um, you know I, I grew up in a very normal home um, middle class for sure I'm, I'm the youngest of four boys uh, my dad worked uh, he owned owned his own business and my mom stayed home with us so um, we ended up not really ever having a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um, we still had a lot of fun, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't something where we were talked about with money a lot. I mean, we didn't talk about it and, and say like, you know, we can't do that cause it's not in the budget. You know, a very normal, like birthday for me growing up would have been going to McDonald's dollar menu with a few Same. friends <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> and then picking up like a dollar theater movie. And yeah. so you know, 25 bucks, my mom can take me and some friends out and, but it was great. I mean, it, I still have those memories, you know, and it wasn't expensive. And, you know, so I think, I think I picked up more habits mm. um, from just them living their lives than I did them sitting me down and talking to me about money. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really got the sense that we were rich 
Um, but at the same time, we never struggled. Mm. And so you know, we just kind of made do with some inexpensive ways to have fun and to live our life. I mean, my mom taught me go go straight to the clearance section in the in the store, and if there's nothing there that you want, then walk out the store. Um, you know, tips like that, or putting something in your cart and walking around the store. And if you haven't thought about it before the end of the grocery trip or the store trip, then just put it back because mm. you probably don't want it if you haven't thought about it. Um, so it's those sorts of things that I really caught up uh, or that I caught on to. Um, I have always had an interest in math and numbers. Mm -hmm. um, I, I always wanted to be a math teacher growing up because it just came very easy and natural to me. Um, but I never really thought about money um, or personal finance none of that really until I got married. Mm. Um, you know, I got married, my wife told me about Financial Peace University and the Dave Ramsey thing. And she said, you know, maybe we should look at this. Mm. And I didn't really know much, but I started reading his book and we took his class together. Um, yeah. And, and it was kind of the rest of this history from there. But, you know, we were, when we got married, we were doing just fine. Mm. Um, we were better off than most, mostly because my wife had worked a lot and had mm. saved a ton of money. Um, but we weren't like making a ton of money. We were very average. I mean, we were probably making $45,000 a year together when we got married. Um, so it wasn't like amazing, but because we had no debt other than, um, you know, like a small car loan at that time and cell phone payments, we were still okay. Um, but you know, she suggested Dave Ramsey. I jumped head first. Uh, we started following the, the baby steps, paid mm -hmm. off that car, paid off the cell phones, um, interested in buying a home. And so we ended up buying a home the first year that we were married. Um, fortunate enough to do that with 20% as a down payment. Um, That's awesome. We did a 15 year mortgage, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't even know how we survived. I look back at the numbers and <laughs> our, our payment was way too big for our budget, mm. um, but we did okay. And then shortly after, a friend told me about a job opportunity at an investment company and um, at the time I was working at my in-laws preschool and mm. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't where I wanted to see my career going. And so I jumped on the opportunity to get involved in people's money. And um, when I got that job, I quickly got promoted and then I became an advisor, got my certified financial planning designation. And, um, and I just, I developed this huge heart to see people kind of reignite the hope that maybe they've lost. Yeah. Um, you know, life is tough, especially in times like right now, but sometimes we lose hope. And when you see that hope reignite, um, that whole, their whole life changes, their whole, you know, facial expression changes, they seem happier. Um, and, and it just takes a little bit of yeah. time and a little bit of knowledge yeah. for them to change. So uh, that was kind of it. That kind of brings us up to today. I, I stopped working for the corporate world about four or five months ago, because I wanted to really dive headfirst into coaching and teaching instead of selling products. Mm. Um, so now I really just sell myself as time, you know, time and um, products and resources that I can provide you to help you learn and make the best decisions for you to grow. Yeah, I love that. And I can see um, the passion of you of being a teacher is shining through when I see you on Instagram live or the <laughs> things that you share on social media, like as of like resources and tools uh, to think about money, you really shine through as a teacher. And I really want to um, let you know that. Um, Thank you. Also, yeah, so you learn a lot about habits of spending and money from your right. parents. And then also your wife has been very I would say open up 
about speaking about money, but what is the one thing that you see in common through coaching people that they have problem with while talking about money, especially with couples? With couples, man. Um, so in this day and age, I feel like uh, there's two different types of people. There's either the people that like that are couples, they really want to combine everything mm-hmm. or they really don't want to combine everything. You don't usually have that middle ground where people are like, yeah, well, you know, combine this, but not, I mean, sometimes people will have their own bills, but, um, you know, that, that is a difficult conversation to have with people because when, in my opinion, when you get married, I want you to combine because mm-hmm. you decided to combine your lives and it's more than just money. When you combine your money, it's, it's more than just an income and expenses. When you talk together and decide together what you're going to do with your money, um, it really is you aligning your values together. Yeah. Um, it's talking about where you want your future to go together. Um, and so, and that's the main reason why I decide to, you know, encourage people to combine everything. It, it's not because of necessarily the money aspect before of, of it. And every month I get some, you know, blow money, we call it, you know, just whatever money. My wife gets whatever money to, to spend on whatever she wants to. Um, and that's hers. I don't even ask her about it. I've got mine. She doesn't even ask me about it. But as far as our goals, we've talked about that. And we've said it's important for us to be able to do things on our own. Mm-hmm. And it's important for us to be able to do things as a family. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've got an, a destination that we're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. And so we don't, if we're, if we're off on two different lanes, we don't know if we're getting there together. And so we want to we ride together in the same car and right. get there at the same time. Right. Know? Yeah. So it's no, a tough conversation to have. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I love that you share that and it is a tough conversation to have, but it is a conversation that you need to have. And I want to commend you for really having a, I would say, an attitude of peace when it comes to money and just talking about money, because I can sense that you are very, in a way, calculated in the mind like, okay, well, things if it comes to money, we can figure it out and we can talk about it. So maybe you can share with us uh, a little bit more. What is the one habit that helped you and your family to cope with pandemic in terms of finances and what helped you to stay peaceful in terms of finances, especially during pandemic? Yeah, so we... I feel like we do really well with like good money habits. Um, I don't know. I don't really compare it to other. I try not to because everybody's journey is so different. Yeah. So I don't want to compare our habits to others, but I feel like there's always healthy habits. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are always principles that are true. Um, like I don't believe that you should spend more than you make. I believe that you should have a budget. You know, yes. those, are, those are things that are true, but how you accomplish that can be different right. for everyone because they, they are wired differently. Right. They might be spenders or savers. They might be you know, more likely to prioritize food or they might like clothing. And so, you know, we're fortunate enough that we have, we talk about it a lot, mm. probably to my wife's, you know, dislike. <laughs> uh, she's, I, I talk about money all the time and uh, I kind of credit her for that because she gave me Dave Ramsey's name. And so I, I kind of mm-hmm. run with it. But we've developed the habits of talking about it whenever we make any sort of purchase. Mm-hmm. And it helps us kind of, reframe what is money in our life and we we try to keep that healthy perspective that money is just a tool it's not something that um i mean having more of it can make life a bit easier 
But at the end of the day, as long as we're together as a family and we've got our help and we've got Absolutely. a place to live and food to eat, we're going to be all right. Um, and during this pandemic, that has really been highlighted for us because I ended up leaving an office that I was leasing yeah. for my job and just coming home. And so I've spent like every day here. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've got a four and a half year old and a 10 and a half month old baby and uh, privacy is not really a thing in this house. Um, and especially when I'm working, I usually like this morning I was working and everybody came down and sat at the kitchen table where I was working for breakfast. And so, you know, fortunately I, I was able to just pause things, be together with the family and because, and that's really been the thing that's rung true as the most important for mm. me. Um, you know, so I feel like our perspective about money and talking about it as a tool and not as a destination you know, we don't, we don't talk about money as a, a goal. Like we want to have all this money. It's why do we want to have all this money? We want to be able to do all these great things for our kids and mm -hmm. our grandkids and for the rest of the world. Um, we have huge hearts for, uh, the country of Haiti. We got, we got engaged down there actually, and, um, served down there as mission missionaries for a little while. Awesome. And that's a, a huge heart of ours. And we want to be able to give back and you mm -hmm. can't do that if you don't have money. Yeah. Um, so that's where that perspective really comes into play. And that's what I do with you know, coaching a lot. I talk a lot about the why, mm -hmm. you know, money can't be the driver because that's going to, that's going to make you uh, so unsatisfied. Right. Um, you've you've got to have a bigger reason for why you're pushing towards these goals. Um, that way, if something comes up to try to knock you off uh, that saddle, you get right back on because absolutely. your goal is, is more important. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And there is a bigger, I would say, mission and purpose for money. Uh, for me, creating mm -hmm. a money purpose, I believe that money has the purpose to serve as a tool. Right. You either can invest it, uh, you either can use it to spend it on somebody else, bless somebody, or invest it. So yep. it's really like a tool. It's not really for you to hold on. <laughs> right. So, and what is the one habit that you and your family have held on and keep doing despite of pandemic in regards of money? Yeah, this is uh, this question is one that you'll probably hear the same answer to over and over again, like the habit that has come through. But um, I think holding on to an emergency fund mm -hmm. um, is the biggest thing. Uh, I, I don't think anybody ever thought COVID was a yeah. possibility, yeah. you know, like who would think that, you know, in three months, 40 million people are going to lose their jobs and the whole world is going to shut down. Um, and I hope I have money. You know, nobody thinks that, um, but it's a reality now for so many. Right. And so it has just highlighted how important it is to have money in the bank, um, to not even try to grow that money, to just sit it there in the bank, to be there for the mm -hmm. rainy days that are going to come. Um, it's, it's funny. Like when you think about emergencies, we always, I always define them as something that's unexpected um, and the thing about emergencies though, being unexpected is that you can kind of expect them to happen at right. some point, right. you just don't know what they're going to be or when they're going to be, or how much they're going to cost you. You know, they're, <laughs> it's going to be those things that are kind of variables, but I can't tell you what kind of peace it gives you, uh, having the money in the bank, mm -hmm. um, when something like this happens. Right. Um, I've talked, I've talked to two different types of people. Really. It's, it's the people that have $20,000 in the bank, no debt, and they lose their job, but they're not stressed at all because they're going to be okay. And then the other side is that person who 
is $100,000 in debt. They have $500 in the bank and they're scared to death. Right. Um, and so it kind of just highlights the core principles that I coach people on. Get some money saved for those unexpected things mm -hmm. and the things that you want to be doing in the future and then get out of debt so that this never happens again. Right, right. Um, I, I don't, people have told me like, I don't know if the world's ever going to be the same. And, you know, I think to myself, like, that's good. Like, I don't, I don't think that it should be. I think we should right. learn from this, don't right. you? <laughs> right. Um, and then personally making it real for you, I don't want you to ever have to feel this way ever again. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times we talk to people about having that never again moment. Mm. Um, and that can be this, like, I remember that time when I was 20, 30, 40, and I lost my job and I had no money mm. and the whole world shut down and I didn't know where to go. Um, I'm never going to have that happen again. Um, and sometimes people are blessed. Like, I feel like my wife and I are really blessed. Like I have a, a kind of a never again moment, but, um, I feel like we've created more of a, that's not going to happen moment. Mm. Like, you know, we make this thing up in our head, like we're never going to let that happen. Yeah. So let's prepare today for that unforeseen future. Mm -hmm. So that way, if something does try to threaten that future, um, no, it's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> so we right. say that a lot. Yeah, no, it's a very good uh, perspective to have. And it brings us back again to reality because um, yeah. we obviously never expect things, but things do happen and it takes a while to realized of the impact of COVID and then trying to get back on your feet and do something about right. it. Um, so my, it will lead to next question. A lot of us might be prepared, might not be in, but you can save so much, you can prepare so much, you can plan so much, right? And sure. what is in your opinion as a coach and a financial planner that millennials and generation z can do right now to help to increase their finances because obviously school it's one thing but then it getting you into debt you don't really know if you can really get a job because a lot of people are unemployed right now so from your you know as a financial planner what would you recommend i would say mm -hmm. this generation to do to help them to somewhat increase their finances sure. and not be so that related um dependent on employer yeah so i think uh that's a huge question it's so relevant to today uh, because just going out and finding a job anywhere like it was a possibility six months ago that you could just go anywhere and find right. a job because people were hiring all over the place and today it's not really that reality but there are so many ways to increase the income um I mean, I, before prepping up for this question, I just Googled companies that are hiring during COVID-19. Yeah. And there were like dozens mm. of companies that are actively looking. Um, but what's interesting about them is when I started reading the names of those companies, my mind started going to a certain like thought process. Mm. And so it made, me re it made me rethink that maybe the bigger issue is what's going on in, uh, in our mind and in our mirror. Like mm. We look at um, we look at a certain job, a lot of people do myself included. So I'm not like throwing anything at anybody, yeah. but we have negative opinions about working a certain type of job mm. or working at a specific type of company. Right. Um, and I'm not going to name any names cause I think that there's dignity and hard work and money comes from work. It doesn't just get handed to you. Right. Um, and it shouldn't be handed to you because then you'll lose the dignity in yourself and that's too valuable. Um, but we look at a job and we say, I would never want to do that. 
you know, I can't imagine ever doing that. Mm. Um, and you're probably thinking of a job or two. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I, I do. And I am too. <laughs> um, I absolutely I, do like have feel <laughs> that coming through my mind right now. <laughs> yeah. And there, are, but there are lots of jobs out there um, right now, but they just may not be the ones that you want for your future. So I think what we've got to do is we've got to remember that in order to have a great future, um, we've got to take care of the present. Mm. And if we, even if it's just temporary, getting right. a job at a company or in an industry that's completely different and maybe never even one that, that crossed your mind, um, that can be an awesome thing. You know, I, I always try to see the positives of every situation, um, the silver lining of every mm -hmm. situation. And, so, and I can look at, you know, going to a store, I, I work in the finance industry. You know, if I went to a retail position, that's not something that I can, I've done that in the past, mm -hmm. but I don't know that I would ever want to do that again because of the environment, but what kind of skills could it teach me? Right. You know, I could, I could learn, you know, how to better converse with people. I can learn how to see the good of a certain product. I can see trying to find somebody's needs that they need met and how to fulfill that with a certain product. Um, I could meet new people. I could meet the next connection right. to that new career job. Um, oh yeah. And I can make some money <laughs> while I'm, while I'm there. So, right. you know, we're in a really hard time right now. And, uh, a lot of people are, um, worried and stressed and just a little bit of money would go a long way. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I would just encourage people to kind of get out of their own head about it. Mm. Um, you know, there are lots of, again, there's lots of companies that need quality work. Um, and it's amazing what happens. Like if you go to work with a smile on your face and you try hard and you work and you encourage and you support, you, sh you get there on time and you leave on time or late. Um, it's amazing how quickly you'll get promoted. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing how that next opportunity just opens itself up because you're seeing the positivity um, in a really hard or negative situation. Right. No, I love what, what yeah. you share. And I think it's a lost art in nowadays generation of just, I would say, just go out there and ask the question. Like even back in the days when I just came to United States, I would literally go to grocery store and ask if they need help. Yeah. Cause at that time, like that's what I needed to take care immediately in front of me, yeah. like, as you mentioned, to look at the present, what you can do now yeah. and just do whatever it takes to get there. And yeah. I would agree with you as a financial planner that you want to have a plan, you want to have a destination and a goal where you want to mm -hmm. eventually be. So don't get caught up if you're doing some job that is not related because it's going to be a stepping stone for you right. to get to where you want to be. But right. take the things in reality how it is right now. And right. I think you are absolutely right. We have this idea. And the thing is, I just want to, I would, say throw a perspective in there that we don't have it that bad in United States. That's <laughs> why we get in our heads thinking like, well, I would not do this or I would never do that. And just right. for a little bit of perspective in other countries, people would just do and work whatever work a job that it is so they can feed their families. And exactly. we just have opportunity of doing some a little bit of less job that we dream of to still make it you know some money and get by so we don't have it that bad <laughs> it's just a matter of having that perspective right as you mentioned yeah so and speaking of uh mindset and just perspective what is the one 
practical thing that you can share with our audience so that they can keep that mentality of abundance and growth instead of scarcity. Because obviously, if you have a scarcity, scarcity mindset about money and always holding on to money, it's probably not going to make you any better or increase your income. So even in the time when it's hard, then you might have to work, you know, some job that you never thought of. But how can you practically keep your mindset of abundance? Yeah, I think, um, I think that the community is something that is extremely important. Yeah. Surrounding yourself with people that um, don't necessarily think exactly like you, but have similar goals. Mm. Um, one thing that I've learned in the debt-free community on Instagram in particular, but all over, is that there's a lot of differences of opinion. Yeah. Um, but we all have the same destination of wanting to be debt-free and we wanna be able to have work be an option for us. Right. And we don't want money to be the thing that's holding us down right? Um, and keeping us from being successful or keeping us from retiring or fill in the blank. And so um, I, I can't tell you how many great people I've mm. met in the last few months just doing this Instagram page. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the number of people that think like me, but then the number of people that don't. Right. And I think I think that's the, a beautiful thing of technology that a lot of times people don't see it as something that's beautiful. They, they see it as kind of, of a combative thing and this like conflict inducer of going online and people get so angry about stuff just because other people have different opinions. Right. Um, but, but you can learn from those opinions. Yes. And just because somebody feels a different way about something doesn't mean that you have to get upset about it. Doesn't even mean that you have to change your perspective um, or change your opinion, but it might influence the way right. that you view something. Right. And it, and it might make you align a little bit better with somebody else who feels that way. Um, but the best thing about it has been just this environment of encouragement. All right. these people, every time you post anything, these people on this debt-free community are like, yes, you can do this. Like, I know you can, you've got this. And uh, they don't even know me. Right. Know? <laughs> and I don't even know them. And I've immediately just started jumping into it. So I think surrounding yourself mm. with people that are encouraging and then trying to grow yourself like developmentally, Yes. Um, always reading, always listening to podcasts and watching videos and trying to learn more. Um, that puts you in a growth mindset yes. instead of a fixed mindset. Right. And um, the thing about, to me, you're never really sitting still. Like you're, you're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. And if you're sitting there in a fixed mindset thinking about like, this is the worst time ever. And I don't know if I'm ever going to come out of this and I'm struggling so hard. Um, it's really hard to move forward mm. um, during that time or to come out of that unscathed. Um, but if you have this mindset of, I want to make this opportunity that I have the best it can be, I'm going to use the time that I have at home to read more or to exercise more or to talk to people more around my neighborhood. Um, you know, we've been able to do all that stuff and it has really made this time something that I think we'll never forget in a good way. Mm, yeah. Um, I can't, I'm, I've met so many neighbors that I didn't even know lived here. Um, and we walk by them like every day right. and we start talking to them and my daughter sees them from a distance and they're like, Hey, there's Petey. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, we had no idea he even lived here. And so there's always good things, mm. but you've got to be intentional about what you feed yourself. Um, you know, there's that old saying like garbage in garbage out, right? <laughs> if you feed yourself garbage, what do you think is going to be filling your right. head? 
Um, and garbage is different for everybody, but if you feed yourself positivity, encouragement, friends, people that actually want to see you succeed, it's really hard to be negative in right. those times. Right. So that, that'd be my big thing is, is just surround yourself with yeah. people and content and encouragement and whatever it needs to be, but uh, it'll change your life. Yeah, absolutely. And I cannot um, agree anymore. Um, I absolutely agree with that because really being home and locked down and <laughs> instead of, you know, feeding yourself with better thoughts, we often can, you know, go to a place of comparison or yeah. thinking that, well, other do people do better, but instead just really, you know, get into the community of people that want to support you. Yeah. And I, speaking of support and just the community on Instagram, I saw this um, picture of encouragement today where it's saying, if you have the computer or a phone and you get the Wi-Fi and you have a growth mindset, you can become a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And I want to touch on that, uh, that you actually pivoted during COVID-19 and you actually left your office that you used to run, came home um, to work full time on your coaching business. So maybe you can tell yeah. us more about that and how were you able to do that during pandemic? Like what it, <laughs> you know, I think it's just amazing and you're actually growing even more. Um, in the community and a lot of things that you do in the community are growing and spreading uh, like a wildfire. So how, how were you able to do that? Uh, yeah, so it was, uh, honestly, I felt like COVID pushed me out faster mm. than I planned on it. Because when, I, when it was all going down and I kept seeing the weekly unemployment numbers just rise and rise and rise, um, I started thinking to myself, I can't think of a better time to um to jump out on my own and be at a place where people can have somebody that's going to coach them and sit down and talk to them about things that really change um you know you can talk about financial theory all you want to but when people have lost their job they don't really care about that um they care more about how do i make bills how do i turn this around and change my my direction so that i'm not struggling anymore Mm -hmm. and so um I think I had the plan probably to, to not jump when I jumped, but what allowed me to do that was uh, my wife and I's decision, me and my wife's decision to, uh, to kind of set ourselves up financially before now. Mm. Um, you know, we started our debt-free journey back in 2014 when we got married. We got married New Year's Day, January 1st, uh, 2014. Beautiful. And then um, from then on, we, you know, we paid our car off and our credit card off that day and we bought a house, which was hard for my wife to do because the girl had never carried any debt of her right, in her whole right. life. Um, and we got the house and we set a course to pay it off as quickly as possible. And uh, my goal was to pay it off by 30, um, 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and praise the Lord, we were we actually were able to do it. Um, I didn't think it was going to happen, but we ended up paying it off almost a year ago to the day and we were both 28. Um, and that same year, my wife decided to become a stay at home mom. Um, and then the next six months we had a a baby and I decided to leave my corporate job. And, uh, the reason we were able to do it, we just had no expenses. Um, and we had a lot of money in the bank that were, you know, there for rainy days. And we had some extra money there that was on top of it, almost as like business money or just extra cushion money. Mm. Um, but we really buckled down and we're still in that buckled down mindset because I'm in a, a business growing mindset. And, um, you know, with incomes 
slowly rising, it's like, I don't want to overexpose ourselves and mm. have the potential that we don't have enough money in the bank. Right. Um, you know, again, we're like at that moment where we know something could happen and we're going to try to protect ourselves right. from that potentially happening. So I, I would attribute it to the fact that we worked really hard for a long time to be in the position we were in. Yeah. Um, we said no a lot. Mm. And uh, that took us to a place where we could say, yes, you can stay home. Yes, uh, I can leave my job. Yes, I can do this. And those are decisions that I am so grateful that yeah, we got yeah. to even consider, let right. alone make. That's yeah. beautiful. And then now, not only that, you still on that journey, you're helping others to get on that journey as well. And I can see the financial piece behind the speeches that you give and, you know, the classes that you teach on Instagram and, you know, all those things that you really have walked that walk. And now we are grateful that you are there and helping others to do that. So what is next for you? What is next for Sean? And what are you doing for to help the community to get to their financial independence? Yeah, this, this is what I do for my career, right? So uh, I'm so glad you asked that question. Um, so, I mean, my goal, the, kind of like the mission statement, I don't even know if it's formal yet, but I want to help people crush their debt take back their income and give themselves more time, more money and more joy. Love and it. so if I can do that, people will have so much happier lives, so much less stressful lives. And so I'm, I'm trying to do that for anyone and everyone, you know, no matter where they are, as far as a budget goes. Right. Um, I know that it's tight right now. So, uh, so a lot of the stuff I do is free. Mm -hmm. um, I do uh, obviously on Instagram, you know, at Sean, the money coach, I do daily content. Um, it's either educational, inspirational or um, you know, statistics. It's yeah. just kind of to make you think about things a little bit differently and to keep you learning. Um, so please follow me there if you're listening and you don't. I would love the support and I think you'd find a lot of value in it. Um, some other things that I'm doing, oh, I've got, I've got freebies on there too, like uh, insurance guides and how to find money in your budget and, and those sorts of things. Those are all free um, and they're on my website as well. Um, but then I've got some things that I'm working on right now um, like an investing ebook mm. where I'm, I'm basically trying to demystify the complicated investment world. Um, you know, I've, I've been on the other side of the table and I've learned that it really doesn't have to be that complicated. Right. But oftentimes what stops people is that they don't understand it or they don't know like the basics of how to find investments mm. um, that are good, you know, quality investments that they feel confident in that don't charge them too much. Right. And so I'm putting together an ebook for that. Um, I've already published, not published officially, but just like put out a budgeting guide um, on my website and on Etsy. You can get it there. Awesome. Um, and then my favorite thing and really the whole, the whole goal and the motivation behind me becoming a money coach was um, the coaching sessions I get to have. Mm. Um, so I offer two types of coaching sessions. One is just like a one time, you know, hey, I'm here right now. I need help with where to go for the next couple of months mm -hmm. um, for the next month and a half, really. Um, really to the end of September, right. I'm offering half off of all coaching services. Um, and that's just because of COVID honestly. And so normally I would charge $250 for mm -hmm. that two hour crash course and it's going to be 125 bucks wow. and you'll, you'll walk away with a, a unique budget for you. Um, a debt payoff plan. If you have debt investing knowledge, uh, and then next steps for what you need to shoot for, um, in the next few months. Um, and that's very, very helpful but you can only do so much in two hours. Right. And so sometimes people want a total transformation. They want their whole life to be different, or maybe they just need more information mm -hmm. and it's hard to get that in two hours. 
Um, and so I also offer three month and six month coaching sessions where it's a reduced rate per meeting, um, but those are half off too. So if you wanna meet weekly for three months, you can get that for 750 bucks right mm -hmm. now um, every week. Uh, and then uh, for six months, it's 1250 uh, instead of 2,500. So it's a mega discount. Wow. I think the value is so there. Um, you know, one personal story I'll tell you of a client uh, when I started working with him, he told me he had never had over $300 in his bank account in his whole life. Wow. Because um, he'd always just been paying bills and everything like that. And we're like five meetings in and he's got $1,600 in his checking account. And he's like, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> like, like I have never had this much money. And I'm like, well, don't just go out and spend it. <laughs> you know, you need to do something. But And that that's come from just consistently meeting and yeah. just talking about real life. Yeah. And so uh, those are the big ones is uh, if, you, if you don't feel like you can afford something, take some, I have free intro sessions. So take 15 or 30 minutes and talk with me. Right. And I'll tell you if I feel like I can add, add value to your life. Right. Um, and if you don't know, like if you don't want to pay that, but you want to still pick my brain a bit, um, I'm more than happy to do IG lives or Facebook lives or whatever I can do to kind of get this voice out there right. um, and just share, you know, the experiences I've had and the knowledge that I've gained um, so that other people can make uh, the best decisions for their futures. Thank you. And you're such a giver just from your heart. I can see that you just want to give and help people. And by you and your wife working really hard towards having the financial independence where you add, you really can be from the place of having a full cup and giving back to community. <laughs> and I really, really appreciate that. Guys, go sign up. Um, and meet with Sean just even for his free coaching you can get to know him you can get to break his brain and he's mm -hmm. amazing he's full his heart is just to give and just connect with him on Instagram uh, I will definitely you know put all the information that Sean mentioned before in the email and you guys can sign up and even for me, I'm just very thankful that we connected. And for me, my network is my net worth. And just by speaking to you today and getting to know you more and a little bit of your wife and both of your kids, I feel that my life has been enlarged and just Thank richer. You. So I really appreciate for your time and just value that you have given us today. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. It was amazing. I appreciate it. Thank you.